0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Duck's Dish podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated over on Fan Nation. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, kindly ask that you guys go ahead and give us a a five star rating. Really helps us with all the algorithms, and, and we appreciate any support that we can get. And then we're also here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres. And if you guys are tuned in, Here on YouTube, kindly ask that you take a second to subscribe, smash the like button, and hit that notification bell so you don't miss out on any of our future videos or our future live streams where we answer viewer questions, and it's just a lot of fun over there. So it is Tuesday here in Eugene. We are chugging right along in what is shaping up to be a rather eventful recruiting week. Not so much for the Ducks right now. We don't have any new commitments coming in as of right now, but it has been a big week for recruiting. Nationally, the big storyline, of course, being the Nico Iamiliava commitment to Tennessee on Monday morning. I had a whole live stream and some other videos and podcasts about where Oregon goes from there. Now that Nico was the number one option at quarterback for the Ducks in 23, but now that he's going to Tennessee, as we see in recruiting, things are fluid and you got to be ready to pivot at a moment's notice. But with all that being said, in today's episode of the podcast, I want to do another prospect spotlight. I just did one of these recently on 2023 Rainier Beach cornerback Caleb Presley, who recently had a chance to visit TCU over the weekend. So that's just a little update on his recruitment. But he's one of the biggest recruits out of the Pacific Northwest in 2023, and he has a lot of good things to say about the Ducks. Ducks are in a great spot in that recruitment, but it's going to be very heavily contested. Leading up to his commitment. So if you guys haven't checked that out, definitely make sure to go give it a, a listen and, and give it a watch as well. But for today's video, let's talk about 2023 four-star linebacker, Leona Leafau. I have his 24-7 sports profile page up on YouTube right now, up on the screen. As I mentioned, he's a four-star. That is according to the 247 Sports Composite. He's a .9139. That's good for the 20th overall linebacker in the country and the number two prospect in the state of Hawaii, where he's from. He plays his high school ball at Kahuku, which is, if you're not uh, too familiar with Hawaiian geography, that is on the island of Honolulu. So that's kind of where he's coming from. He has 22 reported offers and the Ducks are definitely in a great spot here with Leafau coming out to campus in january for a visit and it's looking like it's shaping up to be a pretty heavily contested recruitment a lot of pac 12 flavor with with uh lifao recently announcing his top eight schools the top eight schools in his recruitment are as follows byu michigan oklahoma oregon texas usc utah and the university of washington so as i mentioned lots of familiar schools that uh you know, Oregon fans find themselves competing with both on the field and on the recruiting trail. But he's he's an intriguing prospect. He really is. I think the reason that I'm most intrigued by him is, is you look at his size right now. He's listed here at 210, but when I talked to him, he said he was around 215. So 6'1", 215 pounds, definitely a slighter frame for a linebacker. But I'll, I'll want to get into some of the things that really stand out to him once we get to the film. So I got a little bit ahead of myself there, but let's keep talking about kind of what's going on with him and where he's at with his recruitment right now. Obviously having that top eight is, is a notable update that came just a couple of days ago on March 18th. And I asked him why he felt that it was the right time to make this move and, and trim his list. And this is what he had to say. It's more important for me to do it now because I've wanted to make my decision before the season or during because I was planning on graduating early so I can enroll in January. So that's an update right there. That's definitely notable. He's looking to enroll early at his school of choice. And like I mentioned, Oregon is in an awesome spot in this recruitment. And also he decided to do this out of respect for coaches. He said, I don't want to keep coaches messaging me. If I'm not too interested in their school, I don't want to waste anybody's time, which I think is something that a lot of people don't take into account too often. I know that when I'm hitting these guys up for interviews, it's me, it's coaches, you know, a bunch of people that are always blowing up their phones and, And as you can see with, with more than 20 offers to your name, you're going to be getting a lot of calls from coaches all throughout the country. So pretty understandable there. All right, let's see here. So how about we talk about his recent trip to Eugene? I think that was definitely notable with him coming out to Eugene of late for a visit Hawaii has been really kind to Oregon in the past. Obviously, everyone want, everyone knows about Marcus Mariota. Isaac Slade Matautia was recently here before he transferred to SMU, and he played pretty well. Uh, Kalano Pelu is another Hawaiian product. Faope Laulu, um, or La- Faope Lo. Man, I really need to work on, on that last name. But everyone knows who I'm talking about. Big Faope, he was another Hawaiian product. And then the Ducks have another Hawaiian coming in the 2022 signing class with offensive lineman Kavika Rogers out of Kapa. So lots of Hawaiian uh Hawaiian presence on the Ducks both in the past and projecting into the future. But let's talk about that visit. That visit went really well from from what he told me. He got to come to Oregon when they had a lot of Polynesian players that were visiting. One of the biggest names that everyone knows about is Mateo Wingoa and then Nico was also on the trip there. He got to he got to check out the the Airbnb stay at Noah's. So that was pretty cool to to be able to display that and show that off to, to recruits as a, uh, you know, a a future NIL opportunity. That's something that has come into play here with Division street since that new NIL legislation came into effect. But when I asked him about the visit, he said that it was one that left him feeling at home saying, quote, I love the visit. I'm really excited about Oregon and their new coaching staff. I feel like they're bringing in something good and they're about to go, into the right direction. LaFau has good relationships with multiple coaches on the Oregon staff. Uh, if you guys go over to my full update on Ducks Digest, you can read the, all the quotes from him. And he also had some great pictures that he shared with me with with Dan Lanning, also with Jake Long, uh, a linebackers coach here at Oregon. He's someone that came over from Alabama, some more SEC experience coming over, and, and we're already seeing some payoff with him working the phones, being a strong recruiter. And I think right now he's one of the, the main recruiters for Oregon in this, in this uh, pursuit of LaFowle.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: Let's see what else we have here. So while he was on the visit, one thing that really stood out to him was when the Oregon coaches took the time to sit down with him and, and kind of lay out their game plan, you know, their pitch. How, how, how is LaFouille going to be utilized in, in, a Dan Lanning defense, a Tosh LePoy defense. And I know that was something that really stuck out to him. And they talked to him a little bit about what they like about him as a prospect saying they like how I can move in the box from sideline to sideline, good ball skills, they said they'll put me in the middle like how they use Noah Sewell. I kind of, I'm kind of small right now, so they said I could put on some weight. They like my speed. And that really is what I think sticks out to me about LaFau's game is the fact that he's a linebacker, but because he is a little bit lighter right now, he has that speed, that, which is incredibly valuable, I think, especially for a linebacker. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I have some of LaFau's film from his junior 2021 season uh, at Kahuku on the screen here. And you can just see that he he's a guy who has a lot of versatility to his game. You can see here, he plays on plays wide receiver as well, getting some work in the slot on that recent play. So he has those ball skills as a guy who plays wide receiver, something that I really like about high school ball. Since a lot of these guys play both sides, you know, offense and defense, they do get to really fully display their skill set. And I think that some of those skills really come in handy when you get to the college level, whether you're a cornerback that is, uh, Sorry, whether you're a receiver that played cornerback and now you can use those tendencies that you've experienced to help you with your game or you're an offensive and defensive lineman, you you know, kind of the approach for a lot of these people. So you see there uh, some some great skill, reading the quarterback's eyes, fluid hips, dropping back into coverage. That's something that Oregon really needs in their linebacker core. I think Jeff Bossa was the strongest coverage backer last year for this linebacker group. And I think with Lafau, I, I feel like that's something that's pretty, pretty similar. You know, that's why I get a little bit excited when I look at him as a prospect is, is that you can see how, how much mobility and agility he has as a linebacker because you got, and then he also plays with a lot of physicality, able to play downhill in the run game, as you just see there. And he also just has a lot of physicality and, and, you know, uh, a lot of drive to his game. So he plays with with a certain fire that I think Oregon definitely needs and, and any other school is, is going to want as well. But we talked about the relationship with Dan Lanning, with Jake Long, but he also has a great relationship with Tosh LePoy. He talked about how he, he's still looking to figure out when he wants to make his decision that could come before or during the season. But if he ends up making it before the season, He's going to have to base a lot of that off of what Oregon did last season and kind of the factors that are at play with the Ducks as a whole, as a coaching staff. Dan Landing coming off of the national championship, that means something to him. Tosh Lapoy coming from the NFL where he was with the Jags. That's another thing that is, is sounding good to, to this Hawaiian linebacker as he looks at Oregon and, and everything that they present as a school, as a football team. But what might be the ace up their sleeve in this recruitment is their relationship, his is, uh, is LaFau's relationship with Tony Tuioti, the new offensive, sorry, the new defensive line coach for the Ducks. Some of that relationship, that relationship really goes back a long time, but more recently, He told me that Tuioti was recruiting him when he was at Nebraska. So there's that familiarity with him as a prospect. Great to get him on campus relatively early. If you think about Landing taking over in December and then Leona LeFau coming out to campus for a visit in Eugene in January. But on top of that, that relationship with Tuioti actually predates his time at Nebraska when he was a coach at the University of Hawaii, his alma mater, where he served as a director of player personnel. So, again, you can see some familiarity there with Roster management and recruiting prowess as well. So those skills are going to no doubt transfer over to Oregon for the Ducks and Tuioti. But also in addition to that, Tuioti has four sons, and one of them is a 2023 edge recruit at Sheldon High School. And Leona told me that he actually grew up with with uh, Tatum. That's his name, the the Sheldon Edge. Now, so while Leona was on campus in Eugene, he got to to spend some time. With uh with Tatum, who is obviously in Eugene now, that his dad coaches at the University of Oregon. And, and he told me that he he came to the facility and, and they got to hang out and play some Madden and, and pick up right where they left off. So that relationship's gonna be really big. You look at how meaningful that relationships are in the recruiting, uh the science of recruiting, and that relationship with with Coach Tuioti is gonna be crucial. But what's so important is that. Dan Lanning has that relationship. It's really important for a lot of these guys to not only have relationships with their position coaches, but the head coach too. Because at the end of the day, that's the vision that you're that you're buying into is the head coach's vision. So he has the relationship with Tuyoti, with Lanning, with Lapoy, with Long. So it's really a, a full steam ahead. Majority of that defensive staff right now is, is helping the Ducks in, in their pursuit here. So looking forward He's trying to figure out his decision timeline. I I talked about that earlier in this video, whether it's going to be before the season or during the season. Either way, it it figures to at least be by the early signing period at the latest because he wants to enroll early at the school of his choice in January. But now that he's taken some of these recent trips, I mentioned Oregon. He also got to go out to UCLA and USC where he got to meet some, some of the coaching staff there. UCLA is not in his top eight, but he still got to go out there for a recent trip. But now he's trying to shift his focus to the official visits, the five trips that, that you get to, to really help inform your decision. And fortunately for Duck fans, he, he says that it looks like Oregon is, is probably going to get an official visit. And then another Pac-12 school, Utah. Utah is going to get another visit. Those are two schools that he really, really has a keen interest in. And, and if you think about U- Utah, they have a tradition of, of a lot of Polynesian players coming through there as well. You look at Nephi Sewell recently go into Utah and there, there's a pretty, a pretty uh, large population of, of Polynesians in Utah. So he was, I was asking him just about that Polynesian culture and how Oregon really, I think is unique because they, they have such a heavy emphasis on the Polynesian culture. And, and he took it a bit a step further saying that he feels like that's why a lot of these PAC 12 schools, are such a trending destination with with Polynesian players is because they have a lot of Polynesian coaches, players, fans, what have you. So that's just another aspect of this recruitment to, to keep in mind. And then he also mentioned Oklahoma as another school that he maybe wants to get out to. He didn't say so much as far as the, in the official visit capacity, but I think that that would probably make sense if he does end up getting out to Norman, when you have to consider coming all the way from Hawaii isn't easy. That's what makes a lot of these Hawaiian recruitments, I think, pretty unique because they are so isolated geographically. You got to think coming out to Eugene is, is easily a five, six, seven hour trip if you're flying into Portland and then driving over to Eugene. It's, it's a unique situation. And I think that that's why he, he told me that it's going to be a family decision. And that he has to feel that comfort at his school of choice. And some of the other things that he's looking for are culture and player development. We've talked earlier in plenty of podcasts about the importance of player development, how that's a major piece of criteria for a lot of these recruits as they're, as they're going out and and looking for their, their next stop. So let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to hit on in this video, as we're talking about four-star 2023 linebacker, Leona Lafau. I know that he mentioned another visit that he is looking at taking upcoming here in the future is to, Utah, I don't think that was the official visit he was referencing, but going out to Utah and BYU when his pylon seven on seven team makes it out to the state of Utah. So BYU is another one of his finalists. They're going to the Big 12 in 22 as early as 2023. Kalani Sataki just signed an extension of they've been playing some really good football. They're gonna be playing Oregon and in, in the twenty twenty-two season. So they're lining up big opponents just to kind of just to kind of sell what what BYU has as a program and what he's maybe seeing over there, uh, and we also know that they're another school that that has been uh, a frequent home for for Polynesian players in the past and presently. So let me see if there's anything else that I missed here, just kind of on this update as we have this as we have this uh, prospect spotlight going here on the Ducks Dish podcast. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I hit on. I hit on everything that I really wanted to in this video. So I think that just to kind of wrap it up, I think he's a super intriguing prospect. I think he's kind of a project of a player. You know, you you look at his frame being a slider frame guy, 6'1", 215. It doesn't really seem like he has that frame to contribute right away, but I love the intensity he plays with. He seems like a player with, with a good football IQ. You obviously want to have that Hawaiian pipeline flowing for the future. I think that's going to be very important for the Ducks seeing that Hawaii does have some pretty high level players that you maybe just have to put a little bit more effort into, into finding, you know, the, those kind of hidden gems on their recruiting trail. And I'm not saying that Leona LaFau Le- is one because he is a higher rated guy. So maybe he's not so much of a hidden gem, but I think he's a, a player that could really bolster the the Oregon linebacker core. And if he can add some weight, maybe they do see him play in the middle of the Oregon defense in that Noah Sewell role, like you mentioned when I was talking to him. So That's all we have for this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, you guys. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Like and share the podcast. That's uh, the only favor that we ask of you is to help us get this podcast and get these videos out to as many people as possible. But make sure you guys stay tuned in for the latest Oregon Ducks updates over on Ducks Digest. And you can follow me on Twitter at sports. You can follow the Ducks Dish Podcast on Twitter at Ducks Dish. And if you have a question that you'd like me to to approach and answer on our podcast, you can email us, ducksdishpodcast at gmail is where you can do that. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for your support and for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.